Hello, and welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health and wellness coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. Okay, so I obviously still don't have like a podcast intro jingle song thing, Um, but where do you guys land on those? Do you like podcast intros? Do you listen to them? Do you skip through them? There's a couple podcasts I listen to, and I love the podcast intro music. I feel like it's one of those Pavlov dog things. So when I hear the Call Her Daddy intro, I get stoked because I know I'm about to listen to an episode, and it just gets me in the mood. So let me know. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you like the podcast intros? Do you think I should not even bother with it? DM me and let me know. Anyways, let's get into the episode. This is my short and sweet Monday episode. I'm going to be breaking down my daily routine. And you might think, I sit here, I work for myself, I work from home, I have a two-hour morning routine. No, it really is so much more simple than that. And obviously, if I have more time, I will take more time to do certain things, really enjoy my breakfast, enjoy my coffee, do my red light. But I will then break down like my non-negotiables. So what I do every day, no matter what, if I'm super busy, if I'm traveling, if I'm out of my element, there are still things I do no matter what every single day to support my hormones. Now, I will preface this by saying I am a creature of habit. I am a routine queen. I get that from my dad. He is so like boom, 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 does the same things every day, every night, like does things at night to get ready for the morning. And that is how I am and how I've always been. My morning routine really doesn't change. Like I said, even when I'm traveling and I'm convinced this is why traveling is actually really easy for me. I don't feel out of my routine. I don't feel out of my element. I really am still able to stick to so many of my habits and support my hormones so that when I get back from traveling, I don't feel exhausted. I'm not like trying to catch up or I don't feel out of whack because that can be something that happens when we get home from our vacation and then we feel like we need a vacation from our vacation so that we can just spend one full day kind of checking back in, getting back into our routine. I just found that over time I was able to integrate these habits into my daily life. Now they're second nature and I don't even think about them. So here we go. Here is my ideal daily routine. I will say, I am a morning person. I'm an early bird. I always have been. If you are not and you're trying to become one, I, I'm i going to be honest, I don't have a ton of advice for you except for to start small. Um, like let's say you're used to staying up late and sleeping in. The idea of waking up earlier, like let's say around 6 or 7, just you can't stand the thought of that. What I would do is to start going to bed a little bit earlier and when you wake up in the morning, expose yourself to bright light right away. Whether it's sunlight, if the sun has already risen, exposing your eyes to sunlight or turning all the lights on in your room, not spending a lot of time in the dark when you wake up is going to help set your circadian rhythm and your melatonin. And honestly, a good night of sleep and a solid routine starts in the morning. So this is why it's really important to get sunlight within a half an hour of waking up, but first thing in the morning is best. So Like I said, I'm an early bird. Ideally, I would love to wake up at 5.30. Waking up at 5.30 is, I just, there's something about the early morning that feels so peaceful and so beautiful and calm to me. I get so much more work done. When I wake up at 5.30, the difference between 5.30 and 6.30 for me is insane. 
when I wake up at 5.30, I feel like a superhero. I feel like I'm on some kind of crazy limitless drug and I just get so much more done. I'm so productive. And I really think it's because I just have extra time to kind of get my morning routine out of the way, set myself up for success for the day and really just tackle tasks early in the morning. So first thing when I wake up, I try not to reach for my phone. I feel like this is so huge for my mental health and my productivity. I just think the things you do first thing in the morning really set the stage for the day and tell your brain kind of who's in charge. And if right when you wake up, the first thing you reach for is your phone, you're essentially telling your brain that your phone controls you. Your phone is the most important thing. It's obviously what you're reaching for first thing when you wake up. And I notice that the days when I am on my phone right when I wake up, I am way less productive. I swear it sets me up on this like dopamine roller coaster. And for the rest of the day, I'm constantly checking my phone. I'm jumping from task to task. And I just have like that ADHD squirrel brain. So when I wake up in the morning, I try not to reach for my phone for at least one hour. The first thing I try to do every morning, sometimes I forget, this habit isn't fully solidified yet, but I try to tongue scrape first thing in the morning. So your body detoxes overnight. At night, this is when like all the little house cleaners of your body go to work to clean up toxins, package them, get them all ready to basically ship out and eliminate from your body. And this includes your tongue. So I've been trying to tongue scrape every single morning before I do anything. Before I drink water, before I eat anything, tongue scrape first thing. And then I try to oil pull for about 10 to 15 minutes. Now I oil pull with just plain coconut oil. Sometimes I'll add peppermint essential oil, but usually it's just coconut oil. Oil pulling is really good. Coconut oil has antibacterial properties. So oil pulling, which is essentially just swishing coconut oil around in your mouth for 10 to to 15 minutes is really good for keeping your oral microbiome in good shape. I do about 32 ounces, but I've been doing this for years So that amount of water is pretty easy for me in the morning. If you're just starting off, a glass of like 16 ounces of water is amazing. Now, people ask me how much salt to add. I probably add about a quarter teaspoon, but that's for 36 or 32 ounces. So it really just depends how much water you're drinking. You want it to taste a little bit salty, but it should not taste like ocean water. I go into the kitchen. I turn the lights on. I expose my eyes to sunlight if it's light outside, but lately due to daylight savings time, it's been dark because I've been waking up at around 5.30 or 6. So I'll go into the kitchen, I'll turn all the lights on, and I'll pour myself a big glass of warm lemon water. So I do filtered water. I add a pinch of salt. I love Redmond Real Salt. When you wake up, you're naturally dehydrated. You lose a lot of water actually through Um, the moisture in your breath, which is really crazy. So you wake up naturally dehydrated. So before you reach for anything, before you reach for coffee especially, I pour myself a big glass of warm, salty lemon water. This is really good for not only digestion, the salt helps you rehydrate, and the lemon's really good for your liver. Okay, so I have woken up. I have tried to remember to tongue scrape an oil pull, and then I've definitely had my salty lemon water. After that, I usually take about five to 10 minutes to meditate. 
And to just sit still, I do guided meditations. I'm obsessed with the Insight Timer app. There are so many on there. You can also go on YouTube. There are so many free places to get meditations. So I try to do about five to 10 minutes just to kind of center myself. I love visualizing my day ahead. It really just helps me center myself and get ready for the day. After I meditate, I then start to make breakfast. At this point, I've been awake for about 20 to 30 minutes. So I'll usually start and this depends if I'm working out in the morning or not. So if I'm going to do an early workout, I just have a small snack. I'll have like a piece of gluten-free toast and avocado or just a couple of breakfast sausage and maybe some fruit or maybe a little baby protein shake, just something really small or even a protein bar, something really small so that I'm not working out on an empty stomach. That is something that I used to do. I've said it before on this podcast. I was a proud, proud and obsessed intermittent faster for the longest time uh, until it all backfired on me and really messed up my metabolism. The reason you feel so good while you're intermittent fasting is because your body's running on stress hormones. You have cortisol pumping through your body. That's why you don't get hungry. And that's why you think you have such clear energy. That's just stress hormones. So now I really make a conscious effort to fuel my body and eat before my workout. So like I said, I'm gonna if I'm going to work out first thing in the morning, I'm going to have a small snack, nothing crazy. Then I'll work out. I usually lately have been working out at home. I am obsessed with Rachel's Good Eats. Rachel DeVoe, she has a ton of free live workouts on her Instagram. And then she also has a couple guides called the Good Sweat Guides. She has a gym guide as well. I am just obsessed with her workouts. They are quick and effective. And I can't say enough good things about them. So I'll either do an at-home workout. That's what I'm loving right now. And then after that, I make sure I wait a little bit to eat after my workout. Now, like I said, my workouts are about 30 minutes. So so at that point, I've maybe been awake for an hour or so. I have finished my workout. Now, here's another important thing. There used to be this huge belief in the fitness industry that you have to have protein within 30 minutes of working out. That's when your muscles are, no, no. It's a lie to push protein powders. Um, It's actually not good to eat directly after your workouts because your body is still in fight or flight mode. So you want to give it about 30, 20 to 30 minutes to calm down. During that time, I usually wash my face. I do not have a crazy skincare routine. It is so minimal. I'll link the products below. Um, But I barely even wash my face properly, which is I know that sounds so bad and I'm going to out myself here. But I don't. I My skin is perfectly clear. I think there's an epidemic of insane skincare routines and overwashing of the face. I really believe in a minimal skincare routine. I truly think that skincare starts from the inside out. I'm going to do a whole episode on hormonal acne and skincare and what to eat for healthy skin. Um, but until then, I will just say that I have a very minimal skincare routine and I don't even wash my face every single day. I do use a like facial cleansing oil. So I am washing my face and getting the makeup off and all of that. But I don't like scrub my face, exfoliate, wash it in the sink every single day. So I'll do my skincare routine. Then I do gua sha after I put my moisturizer on. And then I ice roll. These two things have changed my life. Gua sha and ice roll, those are my non-negotiable habits for sure when it comes to my skincare. I'm obsessed. I have a whole new face. I 
am a proud member of the Chipmunk Cheek Club. I have big chubby cheeks. I have a baby face. Like I've always been that way. But since I've been doing gua sha and ice rolling, my face is so much less puffy. It's insane. So highly recommend gua sha and ice rolling. Um, I got my little gua sha tool, I think from Target. And then my ice roller is from the Skinny Confidential. I'll try to remember to link all of this below. But if not, you guys can check out my, my highlights on my Instagram page. I have a codes and links highlight where usually most of the stuff I talk about is linked. After I do my skincare routine, I'll usually throw some makeup on. That only takes me about 7 to 10 minutes. I have a really minimal makeup routine and I love Ilia. Ilia Beauty on Instagram, I think is their handle, but Ilia Makeup is amazing. I buy that Sephora. I'm obsessed. It is no parabens. It's like a clean makeup brand. I love it so much. So I'll do my makeup and then I'll eat breakfast. And this is a protein heavy breakfast. Lately, I've been loving having like some breakfast sausage and some bacon with a yogurt bowl. So it'll be like A2 yogurt with fruit and chia seeds and a little bit of honey and then some sausage. I've been loving that, so I'll have my breakfast, and then I will take my supplements. Right now, the supplements that I'm taking are, let's see, Paleo Valley Beef Organ Complex, Paleo Valley Turmeric Supplement, and the Paleo Valley Vitamin C Complex. They're all my favorite. I'm obsessed with Paleo Valley. They also make my favorite snacks, which are their grass-fed beef sticks, which is like a beef jerky stick. If you love beef sticks, like let's say you love chomps, let me tell you, Paleo Valley makes chomps taste like dog food. <laughs> Paleo Valley is just the best. So I'll take my supplements and then I'll get my day started. And usually, like I said, if I work out first thing in the morning, I'll have a snack with breakfast after. But if I'm going to hit the gym later in the day, I'll just have my full breakfast and then get my day started and usually walk on my treadmill. I try to get at least 30 minutes of movement before 10 a.m., I just find that I feel so much better when I do that. Now, some other fun things that I'll do if I have time or I remember, I'll do dry brushing and I'll jump on my rebounder. Both of those are super good for your lymphatic system and lymphatic drainage, which helps your liver and detox. Just amazing ways to support your detox pathways. Then I get my day started, I get whatever work I'm going to get done, and then it comes to lunchtime. I usually have lunch around 11.30 or 12, and this is just another protein-focused meal. Uh, like I said, I build my meals around protein. Usually for lunch, I'm eating leftovers, and that's just, it's the easiest thing for me. I, I do meal prep for my boyfriend, but most of the time I don't actually meal prep for myself, like properly, I'll either do some carbs and some protein. You can listen to my meal prep episode for more tips, but I'll throw an easy lunch together. It's very simple. It's very simple. I really just focus on protein, carbs, and fat. If you sign up for my email newsletter and you get my meal template for happy hormones, there's also a meal matrix in there, which helps you come up with hundreds of easy meal ideas. It's the best. So I'll have some lunch and then I always try to go for a 10 minute walk after every meal and that includes lunch. So after lunch, I'll either walk on my treadmill like if it's raining or if I have some work to get done, but I really do try to get outside as much as I can, get some sunshine, fresh air, and going on a walk even just 5 to 10 minutes after you eat is so good for blood sugar. This is another one of my non-negotiables. I always move after I eat. 
Um, I also grew up that way. So when I was growing up, my mom was and still is pre-diabetic, which just means like you got to watch your numbers. So we always went on a walk after dinner as a family. And I just I have such fond memories of that. And now I do that with my boyfriend. And I love it. It's just a really nice way to move after eating and to connect. So I always look forward to that. In the afternoon, I really, if I'm going to have a coffee, I have a coffee before 2 p.m. 2 p.m. is my caffeine cutoff. Oh, I realized I didn't talk about caffeine earlier. So I will have coffee with or after my breakfast. And if I'm going to work out first thing in the morning, sometimes I will do a pre-workout, but it's a non-stimulant pre-workout. We really want to avoid caffeine on an empty stomach as it can increase stress hormones like cortisol and suppress our appetite and really just kind of send us on a blood sugar roller coaster first thing in the morning. And no, simply adding protein and fats to your coffee still does not make it enough of a meal. So like I said, I will have an afternoon coffee if I'm going to around 2 p.m. Or lately, what I've been loving to have is an adrenal mocktail. This is a mix of a little bit of orange juice. Like usually I just do four to six ounces, some coconut milk, collagen, sea salt, cream of tartar. This little concoction is so good for your adrenals. The vitamin C in the orange juice is amazing. You also have some sugar in there to help your liver and adrenals, some salt, once again, for adrenal support, and collagen and the healthy fats in the coconut milk to support blood sugar. I am telling you, if you swap your like mid-morning or mid-afternoon coffee for an adrenal mocktail, you will feel amazing and you'll notice a massive difference. And that's the crazy thing is we can either drink coffee, which is going to make our adrenals worse, or an adrenal mocktail, which is going to support our adrenals. Wow, I am now realizing we're at 18 minutes. I thought this was going to be a short and sweet episode, but I guess not. Um, Okay, so after I have my afternoon drink, whatever it is, sometimes it's matcha, sometimes it's a half-calf latte, sometimes it's an adrenal mocktail, whatever it is, then we get to dinner. I am a grandma, okay? I'm a little baby grandma. If I had my way, I would eat dinner at 5 p.m. every single day. I love it so much. So I'll usually have dinner between 5 and 6 p.m. And usually my dinner, like I said, is some kind of protein, some kind of carbs, some kind of fat, um, either like salmon and quinoa and avocado or steak and potatoes. Those are probably my two go-tos. I love wild salmon. I love steak. They are two of my favorite foods. And then I have, and then I'll go for my walk, and then I have dessert every single night. It's usually just a couple squares of dark chocolate, but let me tell you, not a day goes by that I don't have some kind of chocolate or dessert after dinner. It just, it doesn't happen. I've been this way for years. So I'll have my dessert, and by that time, I've gone for my walk, I've had my dessert. Sometimes I'll do a bone broth hot chocolate at night, love to sip on that. It's a nice like little cozy drink. And then I try to be off my phone around 8 p.m. I am not off screens, y'all. I said this in the last episode. It's something I'm trying to work on. I'm trying to be better, avoid screens after dark to protect my melatonin. But I'm not perfect, okay? Your girl watches Netflix. I love it. We're watching Outer Banks right now. Still obsessed. We're about to finish it. Um, but yeah, so I try to at least be off my phone 
Something really interesting that I noticed, I had a continuous blood glucose monitor. So the little thing that sticks on your arm, I had one for two weeks and I was testing different things that would affect my blood sugar. And something I noticed, which was really unexpected to me, which, but it totally makes sense, is I noticed my blood sugar would spike at night when I was in bed scrolling my phone. How crazy is this? And I'm not scrolling anything crazy, but the scrolling created a stress response in my body, released cortisol, which spiked my blood sugar. So I really try to be off my phone and done scrolling after 8 p.m. But like I said, I will watch Netflix. I will watch a movie. I just make sure I have my blue blocking glasses. And the ones I use are Bond Charge. They block 100% of blue light. They're absolutely amazing. So if you have to do work at night, you're on your phone, you're watching TV, highly recommend investing in a good pair of blue blocking glasses. And that brings us to bedtime. I am usually in bed around 9.30 or 10. Ideally, like I said, in a perfect world, I'd be in bed at 9, asleep by 9.30. But my boyfriend works kind of late. Sometimes he doesn't get home till 8 p.m. and I want to spend time with him. So I usually am in bed around 9.30. Now here's my high-maintenance bedtime routine. I mean, obviously, I take my makeup off. I told you guys I use facial cleansing oil. So I use basically an oil to remove my makeup. It's Coco Kind. I'll link it below. I'm obsessed. I'll put, you know, do my whole skincare routine. Then I've been using Frownies, which it's basically a Botox alternative. They're like these stickers you put on your forehead and then they harden. It's, it's really interesting. But let me tell you, they really work. They really work at reversing forehead wrinkles. I love them. So I've been using those nightly. Um, so yeah, I do my skincare routine. I put on my frownies. I get in bed. And then <laughs> I wear earplugs and eye mask to block out all light. I also wear mouth tape. So I look insane as I'm going to bed, you guys. Ask my boyfriend. I look like a crazy person. I have frownies covering my forehead. My face is glazed like a donut from my tallow face oil, I have earplugs in, I have an eye mask on, and I have mouth tape. Like, I am basically, when I'm asleep, I'm dead to the world. And then I make sure my phone is on airplane mode and on sleep mode so that no notifications are coming through. Uh, so yeah, airplane and sleep mode. And then I keep it at least 18 inches away from my head. So it is still on my nightstand, but it's far away from me and on airplane mode, like I said. Um, and my alarm still goes off and all that good stuff. I think I covered it all from morning to night. That is like an ideal day in my life. Now, my non-negotiables are this. Lemon water upon waking. Some kind of meditation and movement in the morning. Breakfast within one hour of waking up walks after my meals or at least some kind of movement sometimes I'll just do like some squats or I'll go up and down my stairs a few times even five minutes of movement drastically reduces a blood sugar spike so some kind of movement after my meals and then my nighttime routine so taking off all my makeup being in bed around 9 30 and just having like half an hour to an hour of wine downtime before I go to sleep and then, like I said, my whole head is covered in something. Earplugs, eye mask, mouth tape, frownies. I don't go a day without them. Obviously, if I stay out later, if I'm out with friends, if I'm at dinner, at an event, traveling, 
I do stay out late and then I will sleep in. I usually make sure I take supplements to help me sleep better. I'm obsessed with Soul CBD's sleepy gummies. Those have saved my life while traveling. We all know that while traveling, like our sleep gets kind of messed up and those have just saved my life. There's a little bit of melatonin in them plus some CBD and I sleep like a freaking baby. So yeah, I think I covered it. I mean, even while traveling, I still do most of those things. I will literally pack lemons and salt in my carry-on to do salty lemon water while I'm traveling. Now, I will say that while I'm traveling, that is one of the times that I will have coffee on an empty stomach just because obviously when you're at a hotel, like you don't, I'm not going to go down and get breakfast right after I wake up. So I do try to pack some snacks, like like I said, either some like beef sticks or a protein bar or something like that. Otherwise, I'll just really load up my coffee at the hotel with collagen and creamer. Um, I love buying Vital Proteins coffee creamer like to-go packets, on-the-go packets. Those have saved my life so many times. Um, But yeah, I think that about covers it for my daily routine, my non-negotiable habits. Those are things I do every day to support my hormones. Thank you so much for listening. I would love if you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories and tell me what some of your non-negotiable daily habits are. I think it's so fun. I'm always looking for ways to tweak mine or what to add in. So I would love to hear yours and it would also mean the world to me. It would mean the world. If you would rate and review my podcast, Like I said, I am having so much fun with this podcast. I love it so much. And the ratings and the reviews really help me rank up and help this podcast reach more women, which is my main goal is to help educate and empower as many women as possible to take back control of their health and their fertility. I love what I do so much. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.